Time to introduce uh, my very special guest of the day, uh, Vicky Howells, the member of the Senate for the Cannon Valley. Good morning to you, Vicky. Good morning, Gareth. Well, it makes a change, not on the phone today. I know, it's lovely to be in the studio in person. I know, yeah, yeah, you are, you know. Uh, so I'll add a little bit of look around as well. I mean, because COVID changed everything, didn't it? Yeah, that's right. You know, it's handy to be able to ring in and do interviews on the radio, uh, fitted in between lots of other things. But it's just so lovely to be able to look each other in the eye. Yeah, and yeah, that that's right. Yeah, table as well. yeah, because we as presenters have missed that as well. Because it's nice, uh, you know, for the guests to come in ten minutes, a couple if they want to, and then you know, a couple of questions sorted yeah. out, and it's nice and easy. But you know, I suppose it's easier for you on the phone, mine, isn't it? At all. But it's 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 also lovely. You can have a better chat when you can see the person you're talking to. Yeah, I yeah. think so. I think so as well. So what we're going to start with then is uh, Welsh Government, the free school meal out, the rollout for that, Vicky. Yeah, that's right. So that's going really well and uh, it's going to be rolled out to all primary school pupils over the next three years. Um, and in RCT, there's a commitment that reception class will get their uh, free school meals by September 2022. Year one from January 2023 and year two from the start of the summer term in 2023. And I just think it's so important, Gareth, because with the cost of living crisis, there are so many families struggling now. It's not just um, families where parents are out of work lots of people are struggling and will be struggling even more when those fuel prices go up and and the energy prices go up uh, over the coming months. Now I bought myself an electric car in November and boy aren't I glad now because fuel, uh, is, is it past £2 a litre yet for diesel? I think in some places it is, isn't it? I think, I think it is, yeah. I drive unleaded, so I've got my eye more on the price for that, but it's just going up all the time, isn't it? And it's, it's making it so difficult for people. Because I've worked out, it's saving me about £200 a month now. Gosh. Yeah, yeah. That's Be, fantastic. Because I, luckily, my partner and I, we got the solar panels on the roof, and we don't pay for electric in the day. So if I, if I charge the car in the day, I don't pay a penny. So, you know, one of the other added advantages of that. It's the cost, though, isn't it, of buying an electric car. That's the, the difficulty. And this is where I think that government at the UK and the Welsh government level as well need to be looking at how we can help people to subsidise the purchase of electric cars yeah. or get the industry to drive the prices down because currently they are completely out of reach of a majority of, of car owners. Yeah, I totally agree. And, of course, the the PowerPoints as well, because around the valleys, of course, we got streets. Can you imagine every house with a PowerPoint? You know, the, 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 the difficulty of rolling that out is going to be enormous, I would have thought. Yeah, that's right. I mean, RCT Council are putting in place more charging points now for electric vehicles. I, I was reading just last night they're going to put some in Abercannon in the park and ride car park. And all of that is fantastic. But the challenge of having charging points on terrace streets is something that no expert has, has uh, explain to me a way around so there's still lots and lots of issues we need to iron out definitely now then this is good news new school for glen cork now we were talking about this was it about a year ago now yeah that's right so you know like all these things it takes a while for the red tape to all go through and the planning and so on so it's got the green light now from rct council um it's going to be a 15 million pound new build uh bringing together two schools in the village onto the one site with brand new 21st century uh, facilities mainly funded by the the welsh government that's oh, brilliant 
news, isn't it? Are, are they excited up there on that news? Yeah, they really are, you know, and I've seen um, pupils benefit in so many areas of RCT now from these new school buildings. Uh, the, the opportunities that it gives teachers to teach in the most modern ways for the pupils to have the benefit of really high quality surroundings it does have a huge impact on teaching and learning so I'd be really excited to see Glyn Coke being able to benefit from this too. Absolutely, Are they, have you seen the design for the school yet? Yes um, it's very similar to other designs uh, that I've seen like uh, Kumaman and Heruwine, it's a sort of a tried and tested, almost like a Lego build really, uh, but the, the head gets a, a say into uh, what kind of uh, layout is uh, is the optimum for them. Oh, good. Is it? Uh, I don't. I haven't seen the schools in Kumaman or Hidwan. You said was it? I've seen the one in Aberfan, the new school that the Queen opened about ten years ago, slightly curved. And now that was popular then. Is it similar to that? The actual design? It's it's slightly different now, but the focus is on lots of big open spaces inside. So you haven't just got the one school hall. You've got other areas where um, pupils can come out of classes for different activities, so that you're actually able to do that um, personal touch to learning. That's so important, particularly for things like closing the attainment gap and sustainability is so important as, as well now isn't it you know energy environment green oh that's that's excellent that's, right, news. And that's, that's all in the build um criteria for these schools as well yeah brilliant so uh, when is it going to open are they giving you a sort of date for that there's no date yet um they're looking to bring the two existing schools together by 2026 so whether that means that the new school will be open then i would hope so but i think it's a case of uh looking now to see you know who they can actually get to build the school and we'll have an idea of dates as we go along and i'll keep you informed i'm sure you will and that's for three to eleven year olds i'm guessing is yes it, it is yeah. oh brilliant stuff so last week then changed the subject completely uh we had three rail strikes didn't we yes um which was devastating for everybody in ronda Taff, especially if you had to commute well wherever you had to commute to whether it was pontypreeth or cardiff or beyond that um any more planned, do you know? Well, we don't know, but what I would say is that if the UK government doesn't get round the negotiating table with RMT, then it's highly likely that we will see more rail strikes planned. And the frustrating thing is that Transport for Wales staff here in Wales are not striking because the Welsh government have got round the negotiating table with them and got good terms and conditions for those workers. Um, but because uh, the rail infrastructure is still not devolved, that's where we see the problems then with um, people who are employed by Network Rail. And interestingly, if this was six or 12 months down the line, when uh, the South Wales Metro was more up and running, um, we would actually have taken control in Wales of all our signalling uh, and everything like that. And we wouldn't see anybody uh, on strike here in uh, on the South Wales uh, railways. Yeah, because there was a skeleton service last week, Vicky, wasn't there? Yes, that's right. So they tried to do as much as they could. Um, and, uh, in the valleys, I mean. Yes, now. that's yeah. right. Yeah, just in the valleys. So I know the, the Aberdeer line was uh, running a skeleton service and, and other services as well. Uh, but yeah, it is really frustrating. It just shows the complexities of devolution that we can control some aspects of the rail here. But at the moment, we can't control all of it. We're fighting to be able to do that. Fight the fight. Now then, um, Metro, wh when is it due for completion? Do we know? Um, 2024 for this next phase now. 
So that will take it then up to Aberdeen because is, is it going up to Hirwine as well? Well, that's another thing that I'm really fighting for. So currently the plans are to Aberdeen, um, but with an option to extend to Hirwine in the future. Now, I don't want to see that put on the back burner for 10 to 15 years. And the amount of people who contact me about it as well, you know, people really, really want to see that railway extended up. And when you actually walk around there and you see that the railway line is already there, it seems a travesty not to use it so I have actually got a meeting next week where I'm trying to find out more about um, RCT Council's uh, feasibility study that they did back last year with Welsh Government funding Um, I want to knock some heads together and see if we can make some progress on that. So where would it run then because I know what it is in Robertstown and would it go up because of course the the A465 being developed in Tricannon as well would would it kind of clash because it's quite similar the paths of the railway line and and where the A465 uh, link road will go from Trucannon up to the A465 itself. Yeah, well, that's one thing that our city council has been really good at is making sure that the plans for that link road called the Cannon Gateway uh, wouldn't cross the, the existing railway track, so it's perfectly feasible to actually continue with the project to extend the railway up to Herwine. There's the potential for a park and ride at Trucannon, which All right. I think would, would that be near to the old Ferraris factory site? Uh, the chicken factory. The yeah, Mayhus, right, I know uh, it. Site there. And I think that would get a lot of commuters from um, Klukoid uh, and Kumdeer as well using that. They could eat, cycle or walk to it as well if they wanted to, being even more environmentally friendly. And then there's potential, obviously, for a, a station in, in Hirwine as well, which I think with the expansion of Hirwine over the last few years would be really, really well used. Good, good. That's good to know. Now then, uh, 40 million pound support package for buses we've talked about the rails um because they've been struggling a while haven't they the bus companies it would appear oh well don't get me started on this guys because <laughs> i've got some pretty strong feelings when it comes to this and go the, on vicky go on the, do it the bus industry as you know is privatized but they do have some subsidies from welsh government um and what happens then is you get this strange juxtaposition where the welsh government want them to provide a community-minded service but because they're private companies they're just really are in hitting those profit margins um and they're only interested in running a service if it is going to make money and you get into this chicken and egg situation with them then whereby you know we're asking them to put on extra services because that's what people want and they're saying that they can't justify the expenditure so there's loads and loads of reform needed in the bus sector as far as I'm concerned and the Welsh Government's bus bill which is looking to come through in the next couple of years will hopefully help address that. I mean it was deregulized in 1986 if I remember right do do you think it'll go back uh, to the era before that? Well, currently the powers to change um, and to renationalise the bus industry still sit just with the UK government in Westminster. So the Welsh government are looking to um, give as many powers to local authorities as they can. A lot of people still think that it's the local council that um, that are in charge of all the bus services, um, and really it's not. So we're looking to hand more powers back to local councils um, so that we can have a more community-minded bus sector with joined-up services as well, because when you've got one company serving one area and one company serving another, they've got no interest in having a timetable that 
allows you to get off one bus and get on to another, which is just crazy. And Dawn Bowden in Merthyr. I mean, you come together, of course. I mean, would you like to see an RCT Merthyr bus service? Like I can remember the days of the Aberdeen Council buses, for example. Mm-hmm. Yes, I would. And I'd go even further than that and say that there should be a duty on bus companies to look at um, even across borders. So, for example, if you get in a bus from Aberdeen or Merthyr down to Swansea, you might need to change at Glenith, um, that different local authority area. But there needs to be that joined up service where you can get off one bus and within 10, 15 minutes get on another. And that joined up thinking is just not there anymore. And, and I think it's ridiculous. And I know that bus users agree with me on that. OK. Thanks, Vicky, for that. And now, finally, he's been around for a while, isn't he, Caradog? <laughs> I wondered who you were going to say. <laughs> yes, absolutely. So it's um, it's coming up to 150 years now since Caradog won the Challenge Cup in Crystal Palace with his choir from Aberdeen, Cormaur. Uh, and so the Aberdeen uh, bid and uh, some volunteers from Aberdeen are looking to put on a big festival the weekend of the 15th of July to celebrate that. Now, was he from Aberdeen, Caradog? Uh, oh gosh, now I, I, I don't know the answer to that. I should. That's have read all right. That's okay. I just, I just thought <laughs> because he's associated associated so much with Aberdeen. Yeah. You know, it's fair to presume, or oh, he must have been an Aberdeen boy, but we're not hundred percent sure on that. Maybe I'll, uh, I'll look that up a little bit later on. But, but his his legacy is really in Aberdeen, isn't Absolutely, it? Absolutely, yeah. Because it was such a big thing in those days, you know, for for a choir from a mining community to go up to the Crystal Palace and to win that Challenge Cup. You know, just a working class community's choir up against some uh, some some of the very best from around Britain. Um, so it was something that people were extraordinarily proud of at the time and still are very very proud of today so let's get out there and celebrate it and the idea is that we do that within the context of all the the choirs and choral groups that we've got within the local area as well so there's going to be a big concert in St Delvin's Church on the Friday night and a range of different events through Aberdeen Town on the Saturday. Are there any of his ancestors still with us in in the Cannon Valley do we know that? I don't know the answer to that either. You flummoxed me on that, no, Gary. No, I, no, yeah, you, it just makes me, makes you think, doesn't it? Or maybe yeah. he's got a great, would, great, great grandson. I would grandson. imagine there's not, because otherwise, I think you know we we would know about it. And yeah. um, my instinct is that he wasn't from Aberdeen, um, but I'd have to double check that. Oh, that's okay. Uh, so that's July the fifteenth, and because they did a big show, didn't they, in Victoria Square, if I remember right? Because there's a very old, well, obviously a very old black and white photograph of Caradoc and all these uh, singers all immaculately dressed. Yes, that's right. And there's quite a lot of stuff in the Cannon Valley Museum about it. And they're going to be opening an exhibition uh, there soon as well, which will coincide with this and and tell the story. So that's where you and I can go to find out the answer to some of these questions, I think. So you're going to be there. I I, I should think that uh, Beth Winter, the MP, will be there as well, I would have thought. Yes, I would imagine. So I think we're going to see lots of representation there. Excellent stuff. And uh, Andrew Morgan as well, I'm sure, being a mountain ash boy, he'll be up there as well. Uh, leader, of course, of uh, RCT Council. Uh, Vicky, how was it? Well, it's nice to see you coming into the studio. Yeah, it's lovely to be here. And I hope all your listeners are keeping well and enjoying this little glimpse of sunshine that we've got here in Reedavellin this morning. I know. So uh, we'll uh, have a catch-up in a couple of weeks then, Vicky. Have a nice day. You too. Thank you.